All right, enough of that. Welcome to Joshi 2010s. That was the sick beats of Leon bringing us into this next JWP episode as we go Joshi through the 2010s in the year 2011 now. Okay, we're back. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. JWP, probably one of my favorites of this era. I'm really enjoying this promotion a lot. Uh, the... Uh, I, I, I think it's the talent that's involved in a lot of these shows. Uh, it's not it doesn't feel like it's stuck in 1993. <laughs> if that if that's a like weird thing to promotions? say. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have the, the it doesn't have that same we're just getting started vibe that a few of these other promotions we cover have either. It's it's got this nice little in the middle feel to it right it what's at this point it's the longest running promotion because AJW's dead guy is gone right so they're the only one that's been sticking around so long so they don't have to have the we're just getting started vibe if anything uh, they have like this is the evolution of the company over the the decades vibe and you can definitely um, sorry see it with some of the wrestlers like again Bolshoi being probably the biggest clear-cut example given that she was from almost like the beginning essentially so she's kind of sort of the the stalwart existence in the promotion. Yes. So we're on the road uh, to Osaka Carnival, which is going to be the culmination of their J1 tournament that they're running during yeah, this time. I didn't, even, I didn't even know they ran this because there's almost nothing I could find on it when I was doing JWP. At least if I found anything, I certainly didn't uh, make a note of it. Yeah, so it's called the J1 Grand Prix, <laughs> a uh, uh, play, totally not a, play a play on the G1. <laughs> it is totally not a play on the G1 nor the All Japan Grand Prix at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever have given you that idea? Uh, they they ran this little tournament uh, from uh, April seventeenth, twenty eleven, all the way to Osaka Carnival on June twenty fifth, twenty eleven. They ran six shows with a few dojo shows in between. Uh, we watched days four and five. We're going to do in the next episode, uh, day six, the finals, along with a special ice ribbon tournament day. So that'll be a nice little double feature there. Ooh, I think I remember what tournament that might be, but I'll, yes. I'll say that when we call and talk about it because it's very special. Yeah, so that's the next episode. That'll be our first one into 2022. So it'll be a nice one, yeah. to, nice one to do. And uh, the reason why, so instead of watching five shows and kind of covering all five of them, I thought it'd be a better idea to kind of concentrate on two in the later rounds with better matchups. You're, you're kind of getting all the rookies out of the way. And the cards were also put together in a more interesting way as well, which could spark few, uh, better conversation. But for the sake of kind of catching... Everyone up. I did do a little research. I do have the cage match in front of me, so we can kind of go over the cards here. And on April 17th was day one. First round matches and the shtick of this tournament. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the and shtick. There sure is a shtick. That's there, for sure. there is definitely a shtick. So before they begin each match, there's a volleyball. The ref will very poorly toss up like a basketball tip off. And... Uh -huh. The winner of the tip-off with the volleyball will get to choose the stipulation of the match. Okay. So, do you want to know something funny, interesting, of why they're probably choosing a volleyball and not any other kind of ball? 
why are they choosing a volleyball? Because this is the third or I think second or third boom of women's volleyball in gotcha. Japan. Okay. Uh, I during this, era, during this time frame at least. Yeah, I under I understand the kind of goofy little sentiment to it, but if you're gonna run a, a tournament and you want it to be serious, don't make it come across as comedy right away. And each time you get just barely any chuckles out of the crowd, and because the ref is also very poor at tossing the ball every single time, it seems unfair and it just comes across as cheap. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it that it's a very much played for goofs, and it sort of takes away from the maybe seriousness of the tournament in a way. Uh, but I get why they're doing it. That's why it's volleyball specifically, because like I said, they're trying to capitalize to some extent on the sort of the third wave boom of the. God, I forget the name of what they call the class of this this volleyball period, women's volleyball. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I, yeah, them. I know what you're talking about as well. So day one drew 156 people to the cinema club, which is okay. Yeah, cinema club. <clears throat> yeah. So the last episode we talked about how kind of catch the wave was a uh, success in increasing attendance, at least a little bit uh, to a degree for uh, pro wrestling wave. And what I've noticed here across all of the shows of this J1 tournament is attendance doesn't change. Not really at all. Like plus or minus no, 40 no, people. No, no, no. Except one yeah. show. One oh, show. The finals. The finals. No, no, no. No, no, no. I haven't I'm not even talking about the finals. Oh. Just just everything like in between from day one up until the finals. There's one show that stands out. I'm one gonna wonder if you uh you catch it. <laughs> oh, if I if I catch if I catch that wave. Yeah, well, if you if you catch catch the drift, I guess. <laughs> so oh. J1 Grand Prix first round, Manami Katsu, rookie, our one from uh, the Catch the Wave tournament, defeats Masume in 347. You know, Masume clearly has a look, and the crowd likes her, and she looks like she has some potential. Do you think she probably should have won this just first round match, throw her, throw her a bone? I mean, I think the logic would be yes, but... Especially Obviously, since she's part of JWP. <laughs> well, what's funny is we know that she only lasted into the next year. <laughs> I know, so, but still, like, but but at the time, I don't think they knew that. Obviously, I mean, unless they did, unless they knew that her work ethic backstage maybe was just a, not enough for them to feel confident in pushing her. Anyway, that happens sometimes. We're never aware of it, but that does happen. All right. Uh, next match was Sache Abi. Abe defeats Kazuki by TKO in a first round submission match. Okay. Hold she on. knocked her the fuck out? She knocked her the fuck out in a submission rules match. Hey, you know what? Let's not, let's not question this. Sachi Abe knocked the fuck out of Kazuki. As, a, as someone watching them in uh, JD Star 2001, I approve of this. So, you know how I said that they should probably like do some sort of grudge match when we were last covering JWP here? Well, here's oh, your they, kind they, of. They, they, they do a few of them. I know it sounds like it sounds like this is like on the road to that. This really felt to me like it should be the main event. It should have been, but I, I mean, so it went almost fifteen of, minutes. That's that's enough time for a it. A little bit of context. So where I'm at in the JD Star journey, they're very much building ahead to the Sachiyame led Home Army versus the Kazuki slash Fang Suzuki led Super Terrors group, and. Guaranteed. Excuse They're me. going to get that match again. So her, her group is called what now? Who? Kazuki's? Yes. Super Terrors. Super Terrors? 
Super Terrors. Okay. All right. Pretty sick name. Yeah, because uh, so you know ID Four, the group yes, that was with yes. uh, that was Fang and Sumi and uh, all and Bloody and all them. Uh, they split away from Sumi in turn and joined the Super Terrors group. They're building this big sort of faction versus faction. Do you know why they're called thing. the Super Terrors? Besides that, it's a no. cool name. It's a cool logo too. Okay. Ao Yagami and and uh, Commander Baloney defeats Ayumi Kurihara Bolshoi, and, sir. <laughs> and Mika Ida, 13 minutes. Dare you besmirch Bolshoi's name. She is a saint. Another first round match here. Two count rules match, which if you notice a trend with these two count rules, the crowd really reacts to these two count rules matches. Because, because everything is quick. Yeah, well, it starts out with trying to, so they always try to get a quick pin. Gets gets everyone on the edge of their seat. Then they throw some bombs, and then the the entire like last stretch is getting exhaustion, quick roll ups after like big Joshi roll ups over and over again. The crowd loves them. Uh, the only other promotion I've seen that has done this to an extent is TJPW, and lo and behold, it kind of gets the best reactions. <laughs> I assume it does that with their um, sort of tag league thingy that they do every year, and that usually gets a big pop out of the crowd because everything can end super quickly. Yeah. So Haley Hatred defeats uh, Kurigaki in this match, and Big Gaijin Ohio Bre- B. Priestley over here is uh, beating everybody. Ohio Priestley. Ohio Priestley. <laughs> 1245. So yeah, coming off of uh the tag league and kind of failing to go go after the tag titles. Uh they've really put a lot of effort behind making Haley Hatred feel important and really treating her as someone who's uh uh a force to be reckoned with within the promotion. She may not have the skill level of a main eventer, but she definitely has I think the president presence and protection uh, in making a new star. And that's something I can definitely appreciate and get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of sickened that a little bit. I mean, Haley Hatred, like you said, she's just B Priestley. Maybe not <laughs> as good as B. She's, maybe she's not as good as B Priestley. That's probably a, a given there, but... Not the finished product that we saw out of B Priestley before she retired. No, 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 no. no. But B Priestley, I think she's about, what, 2018 B Priestley? Yeah, I think that'd, I think that'd be a... Mm, mm, Maybe yeah, 2017. She's about there. <laughs> I think she's about 2018. She's like kind of botches a here and there, but she's yeah, not awful. I she can put together a competent match. I suppose. And then the main event was Hanaka Nakamori, Leon Ohada, uh, defeating Dash Tosako, Hariyama, and Tomoko Mori. Main event. Like I said, I think that Sachi Abe Kazuki won, or even Haley Hatred Kuragaki should have been the main event. Make your look. Make your tournament feel important. You're going to put on a longer match. Put it as your main event. That's that's how you get these tournaments over, and that's how you start making them a drawing card rather than just a here's a trios match. You know, I agree. I wonder why they didn't book uh, Kurihara in this thing. Maybe she just wasn't available. Maybe they just didn't like her. Her rates were worth booking for the tournament. I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, her rates were worth booking to be on the card. It seems. Maybe they can only get her the one time. Yeah, maybe it's just they couldn't get her frequently. Remember, she asks for more, and so they didn't want to right, spend that yeah. much frequently. Very possible. Stuff like that happens. That's why you don't see Kana in a bunch of tournaments outside of like Catch the Wave and stuff like that. Well, day two on April 24th takes us, uh, takes us to Ueda Nagano, Japan at Ueda Creation Hall. An attendance of 
350 people. Holy moly. Oh, man, they're going to sell the joint out. <laughs> that's like more than double. You believe that? So here's Holy the card. Crap, that's a double. Here's the card. There's only two J1 first round matches on this card. I'll go over those two first. One was the second match on the card. The other was the main event or semi main event. So again, another card where your J1 is not in the main event. Uh, it is Hariyama defeating Commander Baloney in 10 minutes. Bolshoi. Bolshoi. Bolshoi put, pulling the Liger, losing in round one to a, to the former champion. I'll have a question and, over Bolshoi later. Oh, I, I think I know where you're going with that. And I also have uh, some stuff to say about that, too. Hanaka Nakamori in her first round match. Oh, that Bolshoi Hariyama is a two count rules match. Uh, no stipulation, just a regular match. Nakamori defeats Miki Ida. Nine minutes. So, okay, whatever. That Hariyama Bolshoi match probably should have been the main event. Well, there's probably there's reasons for why it's not, and it goes down to Bolshoi. Well, I guess we'll get to that little topic in a little later. Masume and Sukasa Fujimoto in the opener, defeating Aoi Yogami and Manami Katsu. Ten minutes. The okay, main event. Suka. The main event was Sacha Abe and Kuragaki defeating Dash Tosako and Leon. Look at main event Dash Tosako over here. <laughs> Two shows Man. in a row for the J-Whoop. <laughs> yeah, I bet you ate the pin in both matches. Maybe. Uh, Probably. But, uh, was Leon on the main event of the previous show? No, because you said it was Oko um, Nakamori. Leon was in the uh, main event of the previous show. She was in the trios match, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leon and Dash double main event. Uh, Dash Hardy. Yes, she's very much uh, Jeff Hardy. And is, the uh, third yeah. match in Our the mid card. Third match in the mid card. Jagor Yakota teams up with Kazuki. JD Star <laughs> unites, defeating Tomoko Mori and Dump Matsumoto. Ten minutes flat. Oh, Matsumoto, oh my god. So I can only imagine how bad she was back then at this point, because <laughs> she could barely move then, and she definitely can't move now. So did you figure out why this uh, drew uh, almost over, uh, well, it did over double the previous attendance? Could that have anything to do with the Jaguar Yakota and, uh, you know, Dump Matsumoto? It's very, it's very possible. Yeah, it might be a stretch, though. <laughs> Probably a stretch, but you know. Good chance. How do you feel about uh, Bolshoi losing in round one, just from your kind of non-kayfabe and uh, all-knowing power way? So, Bolshoi, and, and this is probably something you wanted to touch on a little later, but Bolshoi is very unselfish and yeah, has been on record... To a to a fault. Yeah, so she's been on record uh, several times now saying that she doesn't think she's ever been the star. She doesn't, she doesn't review herself as the star of anything, uh, be it the promotion or anything. She just, I mean, she, I don't think she ever won the Pier J belt when they switched over to Pier J. She never won the belt until her final run, I think, when she was retiring. And that was by design. And she didn't want to hold the Cross Affinity belt unless she was going to put somebody over it, which is what she did. She's never somebody that wants to be the focus. She wants to put somebody else in front. And we see that with Hanako Nakamori and stuff. And when Arisa Nakajima does come back, we see that with her as well, where she shoves them in the forefront, where she's in the background. She's always feels like she views herself as a background player. And that goes even to this day, right? Where she doesn't sign autographs anymore. Now that she's retired, no more autographs. She'll be there at shows, but she doesn't sign anything. No, no, go to my wrestlers. Kind of like Chikusa Nagayo in a way. 
It's all well and good, but how do you feel about her losing in the first round? It just goes to that. I mean, I don't think any, I don't think it's anything different than that. I think that's just by design. She wants to. She doesn't want to win in the beginning, and I don't know if she wins the tournament. I don't remember. Let me ask again, uh, in a different way. Would you want way. her to win in the first round over Kuriyama? Uh, uh, Kuriyama. Personally, personally, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably okay. would. She, she's you. definitely the, the name value person, but I know why she didn't. I so. yes, I know. But put that aside. <laughs> Would you prefer her winning? Well, yeah, she it's okay, her promotion. So yeah. <laughs> God, I really had to reach in and get it out of you. Yeah, I was no selling you, bro. God. Day three, Cinema Club, our favorite place for JWP. Their One, favorite place, definitely. 176. It's growing on me. I kind of like the balcony setup. You like the like the spiral staircase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opener, Kazuki and Sache Habe defeat. Ayumi Kurihara and Mika Ida. So they got Kurihara more than once. Interesting. Very yeah, maybe interesting. they just maybe 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 it has more to do with the tournament itself then. Maybe they just didn't want maybe wanted to do certain things or didn't want to lose in the tournament. They didn't want to put her over for the entire tournament. Yeah, I mean that's true. You never possible. know. It's all politics and stuff. So Yeah, I I mean a talent like Kurihara, I'd be willing to play ball. <laughs> That's because you're a big fan of Kurihara. I'd be look if I'm Bolshoi and it's like, oh, I'm not a star, but I'm gonna make her one. <laughs> well, I think the idea is that she wants to make her own wrestler stars like Leon and Nakamori. Well, uh, we're gonna get to another wrestler that they kind of tried to make a little bit of a star here, which uh, yeah, the booking behind JWP is very unique. I I, I don't disagree with a lot of it, but it definitely makes me raise an eyebrow to a number of different things. Uh, Misaki Iwata defeats Aoyagami in a first round submission match of the J1. Then there's a trios match in the mid card. Bolshoi, Nakamori, Masume defeat Hariyama, Manami Katsu, and Kurigaki. Uh, first round match here again. Dash to Sako defeats Tomokomori. 17 minutes this match wins. That's, that, that sounds... Kind Brightful. of that kind. That sounds kind of overkill. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah, especially because at this point, Dash can't really do a ten-minute match. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to a, a Dash match later, and then the main event for the third show in a row. Leon, the current Neo High Speed Champion. <laughs> yeah, damn right. With her belt on the line, she's defended it in each one of her matches during this tournament, which I think is a very cool shtick. It's very cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's very uh, J-Crown-esque, to pull a New Japan reference. Uh, in the main event, taking on Ray. Remember that great match we saw against Tsukasa Fujimoto mm -hmm. on this journey? This went 15 minutes, and Leon wins. I would have liked to see it, but there wasn't enough on this card to kind of warrant uh, purchasing. Going out of the way. To right, that, that makes sense. And and besides, they have more matches later on that are probably better than this. Yes, my memory. yes, yeah. Can't be the only time they face each other. It's not. Definitely is not. So on to the shows we did watch, days four and five. So now we're, uh, we, we're, we, we finished out the first round matches. Now it's all second round and then uh, semifinals is what we're going here for. So <coughs> keep that in mind. Now it's the tournament on display like completely the whole card is basically the tournament okay all right may 22nd is day four so this is uh a couple weeks later the very next show that they're running 
Not at the Cinema Club, but it's at the Kata Senju Theater. <laughs> it's a mini theater. Well, clubs and theaters. I mean, hey, who, cinema. They, they, like, they like the theatrical yeah, stuff, yeah, don't yeah. they? It's, take what you can get. They only drew 124 people for this. This tournament is yeah. not a draw. No, but I mean, most things aren't a draw. I mean, we see. I mean, go look at waves attendances that aren't catch the wave. I, I, re- I yeah, I realize that. But um, if we're comparing tournaments here, catch the wave certainly has a a bigger draw. And I know I'm like <laughs> comparing hundreds well, of people, <laughs> but well, also look at the first year of catch the wave. It wasn't a draw in its first year either. This is the first year of this tournament as well. Catch the wave. By the point we are in now has been what three years running and it's seen as the big tournament so that's why it's more of a draw yeah but you would think if you're fans of jwp and you're kind of uh catching wind of, the, of them running a tournament you also get a catch of like who's there how the tournament's going and what they're doing and they're very shtick heavy with it they got the volleyball going on they never main evented any of their previous shows featuring a kind of a match to get people talking. Uh, I'm sure that Leon Ray match was good, but uh, nothing is, is really striking off a page. And I think that says a lot. Also just got done running a tournament, the tag league thing that they did, which is also something they've done more than one year. So that's got more of a pre-established sort of, sort of um yeah, let me thing pull to up, it where this is their big annual thing yeah, let me pull up uh day three from the tag league because that was a five-day tournament they ran right in the same like amount of time frame right uh, let's see 210 people yeah it's up but it's not too we also don't know the capacity four, of the fucking cinema 188 club, at so. the cinema club i mean it's it, yeah. i mean none of these tournaments are drawing like at anything I also don't know the the uh, cap attendance for the fucking cinema club. It doesn't look like it holds a lot of people on its own. Uh, well, I'm looking at another show, and they can get up to 200, and they're not drawing 200 for these things on average. They're no. getting like one. I mean, this one drew 120. The That's thing it reminds horrible. me of is the actress girls' art fucking room that they kept, they ran for a few few times there, where it holds a capacity like a max capacity of like 125 or something. It's like one of those, or Itabashi, where it holds like a hundred some odd people. Hmm. One of those smaller venues, so them not selling it out doesn't even matter because it almost might as well be a sellout there are 150 people. Yeah. All right, let's get this card going. Uh, Sacha Ayabe in the opener, second round, defeats Minami Katsu, nine minutes. Not much to say here. Oh, but go, go, Sacha Ayabe. Go, go, Sacha Ayabe. The next match is where I'm going to ask you the question. Okay, it's a trios right. match. It's Kazuki, Masume, and Tomokamori defeating Aoyagami, who's looking better in the ring, I must say. I made fun of her a lot. She's she's improved quite a bit. Right. Uh, Bolshoi and Kuragaki are also on that team. This match almost goes 16 minutes. It's the second longest on the show. And this is where I was watching this and just going, okay, why isn't Command Bolshoi a bigger star? <laughs> I told she you. She just feels like she exists, and it feels like she should be a bigger star. 
for this and I promotion. I told you exactly what I said earlier. It's because she doesn't view herself as a big star, so she refuses to book herself like one. I know. I and don't that's disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree one bit because she definitely is a bigger star than she even realizes. But I think she's there's she's being too humble, and I think she's too humble. Yeah, almost that's to a, a giant fault throughout her entire career. Yeah, this is just been uh, out Yeah, it's super it's like it's just so obvious. The crowd loves her. She has this connection. And she does. I mean, what a rare case we have. It's such a unique case in, in the, the history of Joshi where Booker Woman just does nothing with herself. And right. because of this, like this. OK, I make fun of Nanai Takahashi a lot. OK, I also I, I, disagree I, I on her all the time. <laughs> I also disagree with a whole hell of a lot to do with her. What I don't disagree with is maintaining some sort of star power because in a small promotion, you have you you kind of got to cherish the, the little star power that you do have. So then when you do lose, it matters, but you got to do it in ways to put over talent. And with the mindset of Bolshoi that's on record and as we've seen, she doesn't have a problem putting over talent. I just wish that she had a little bit of that mentality to treat herself at least as a star of the promotion or a star of the promotion. She doesn't have to be the star, just a star. So when she does want to push talent ahead of her, like a Haley Hatred, she can kind of put herself in this tournament and lose to her. So something that I just remembered, I'm trying to see if I can look up what year she was diagnosed with it, but she has... She got a back disease, like some kind of thing in her back, which was why she ended up retiring. She did. Uh, I think she was supposed to retire much earlier, but she ended up taking time off for a period of time there. I think if memory serves, she had something with her back. And I don't know if she was diagnosed with it at this point or later, but I think that also plays into why she doesn't want to book herself over anybody because she doesn't know how long she has. Could be trying to find it. But I know she had something with her back that caused her to slow I mean, down. That's a lot. fine, but you can still book yourself in a way to make there, there, there. There's a middle ground there, and she's on, unfortunately, the low end of the spectrum as opposed to everyone else in her position that's on the high end. And here it is. Here it is. To a fault. So she, a lot of the she had yep. She has yellow ligament ossification in her spine. Okay. She was diagnosed with it in 2012. All right, so we're so not even there yet. She's probably oh, suffering she, from it. Yeah, she's probably suffering from something because she had it in 2012 and she retired in 2018 because it was continuously getting worse. So she would have had to retire. Otherwise, she'd have been paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. So, so for all we know, I mean, we don't know. Like, She obviously wasn't diagnosed with it yet. Uh, but it doesn't say when in 2012. It just says she was diagnosed in 2012. Uh, so that's... Well, I don't know if it's beginning 2012 or what, but she probably is feeling it now. There's no way it's not feeling the effects of that before she got diagnosed with it. Sure. The way she moves around in these matches seems... It's still, like, way better than a lot of others in the ring, <laughs> especially in this match. <laughs> right, but I like say, like, you or I have, like, uh, some kind of degenerative problem with our back or shoulders at first we're not gonna even if it hurts we're just gonna pop some pain pills and it'd be no problem mm. obviously over time it gets worse and i think that's probably why she ends up even more so not booking herself anywhere 
I mean, I'm reading this stuff, her little thing now, and she does like a whole tournament to beat her. It's the, the Bolshoi challenge. You beat her, you get to go to Mexico or something. It was this whole <laughs> thing she did. So it's like she's doing everything she had to put everyone else around her, both because she doesn't see herself as sorry, but also probably because she doesn't think she can how much long time, how much time she has left to put as many people or do as much as you can for the promotion because she always seems like she's like she's was she's always been touted as the heart and soul of JWP because she is she touts she wants to promote she's rescued this damn promotion it was going out of business and she made Pure J out of the ashes of what was left of it yeah still so, think it, it, it I, much I, goes like, to no that. matter no matter the reason it's there I, I I still stick with there's that middle ground and if she if she really like there is you can have a little bit of an ego that's okay. Especially she, well, as we know, as we know, she doesn't have an ego, and I imagine having spine issues doesn't help that. Well, doesn't I mean being injured and hobbled uh, doesn't stop a lot of wrestlers <laughs> from? No, but it should. <laughs> Hanaka Nakamura defeats Misaki Oada in a two count rules match. This match was filled with a lot of drama. This was that two count description that I made. It's based on this match here, Nakamura Ohada. This is your future. Like clear as day, if you want to book these two to the end of time of Pure J or JWP, you go for it. Uh, they Nakamori in particular still has a little bit of you know you can still she see she's rough around the edge edges, but she definitely has something, and it's only going to get better. While Ohada is kind of already there to an extent, she's got to figure out who who is Ohada. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. All she's got to figure out in the ring and this Black Dahlia thing is really bringing out uh, some more character in her and it's all it's all starting to bleed through into what we're seeing in the ring between Ohada and uh, Nakamori. It's funny that you say these two are like the future here because they do eventually be the future of their respective promotions. Nakamori becoming uh, the flag bearer future star ace of uh, Pure, what will it be Pure J and um, Ohada having sort of the last Carrying the banner into our last couple of years there as the top star over in Wave. Kind of funny how you mentioned that. Uh, I think both of them, uh, do we see it here? Uh, I think when we see Risa Nakajima come back, you also will see why she was seen as such a big fucking deal. You think she's good now. Early Nakajima was way better when she was younger and could do more. So it's stuff like that that makes you kind of see these, these talents that end up being sort of the future, but because of where the scene is, they have like a ceiling to their future as opposed to the current generation coming up where they have a much higher ceiling to go for because they have more opportunity and more spotlight. The scene's in a healthier place. Yeah. So I really like this match. Um, I thought they could have, I thought they, see, I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? I'll save this final. I'll, I'll save this thought uh, till the end of the card here, but uh, the next match is, uh, submission match, it's Haley Hatred defeating Kayoko Hariyama, former champion. And it goes 14 minutes, 51 seconds. It's a kind of a long one. But as you said earlier with Haley Hatred, not a great wrestler, but she's not a, she's far from a bad wrestler. She's in that middle ground where, where you, you can see the potential, you see the flashes of it, but then she's like martyred down by so much of uh, still being green, still getting used to the Joshi style and stuff like that. I mean, like I said, 2018 Brie Priestley, it's the, probably the nailed it real there with that example because I remember when I became a fan of Joshi, uh, the first one that stood out outside of Momo to me was Brie Priestley. And, outside of EO as well, but was Brie Priestley in the Cinderella tournament. And I saw a lot of this sort of rawness to her, but you can see flashes of what the brilliance that she would have later. 
it's cool. And it's kind of like a diamond. You try to hone the diamond and sort of get it chiseled and, and put together. And it's sort of what this is. Yeah, you you definitely see uh, why she's getting in into the position she is. She does garner this uh, unique crowd reaction to her. Um, obviously, it's going to be different because she's a gaijin. She's a foreigner, <clears throat> but it's also this kind of this kind of uh, polite respect. And she plays a nice little heel. She beat a former champion, so they're definitely putting her over strong. Uh, they put her over strong in the tag tournament. And putting her in the semi-main in a long match like this, I like it. And I like the match. Wasn't great or anything, but I think with the goals in mind, that's what you want to accomplish. I think it succeeded. Yeah, yeah. You're I building agree. stars here. Nakamori, Hatred, and then to our main event. It's so weird because I want to know what happens to Haley. Because when she gets up going to stardom, she's not this kind of Haley Hatred. I think she hits some kind of wall in her growth. Yeah, she's I guess, not because we'll she, she never seems to progress past a certain point too far from where she is now, I think, actually. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention. And then the main event. High speed title on the line. It's main event Leon yet again. <laughs> the uh, very in shape Leon, by the way, she's in phenomenal shape. She's moving great. Oh, yeah. Could you tell her and Bolshoi were bodybuilders? Yeah. <laughs> Taking on Dash Chisako from Sendai Dash of all people. Hardly. Hardy Hardy Girl Dash Chisako. She's straight out of a Hardy Boy magazine. She has the arms. She's only, all she's missing is the fucking like black baggy pants with all the pockets on them. That's all she's missing. Cargo she has pants. Everything else. <clears throat> yeah, the, the big old cargo pants, the long cargo pants. Yeah, that's all she's missing. She has the armbands and Fuck, she might as well have the weird Jeff Hardy face paint on or she something. She kind of has she's the so grunge cool. hair, too, going on that Jeff Hardy had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's admitted that Jeff Hardy is her bit when got her into wrestling. You can definitely tell. Yeah. Uh, this match vastly exceeded my expectations. Dash Shisako definitely can't handle a match over 10 minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> like I said, luckily, with Leon in there, she really pulls it together and like keeps like putting her in the right places, doing high spots when she needs to. She's she she loves do Leon loves doing that springboard to the outside to the floor and she does it very smooth and flawlessly. Uh, Saitani and Stardom kind of has that hesitation on the top rope. Leon just it's it's a fluid bounce right off. It's very nice to see. I think that comes with confidence, and I think Kamatani has a lot of like self confidence in herself, but I don't think she has self confidence in all of her abilities. You see it in some of her things. That's probably the biggest knock I have against her. You right. kind of you don't see it with Bolshoi. I think Bol- I think she should watch some Bolshoi tapes. What <laughs> she should do, not Bolshoi. I mean Leon tapes. Leon, she should watch yeah. some Leon tapes. But so uh, I think that's the one thing she's lacking is the, the confidence in some of her moves. <clears throat> yeah, but Dash Chisako's, uh really putting in the uh, kind of a decent little repertoire of moves here. It's it's uh, it's I do appreciate they keep putting the Neo Champion in the main event. Uh, Leon is being built as the major kind of star of the company. She has the title. She gets kind of the biggest reactions on the show. So I can't argue with this. However, I think think it's also important to highlight new talent and rivals. And if you always put Leon in every single main event, uh, then it gets a little too clear. And you wanna you you wanna create that doubt in a fan, or at least that anticipation. So maybe Haley Hatred should have been in the main event instead, or the Hanukkah Nakamura Ohada match, and give that a little bit more time. You know, do a little different allocation. 
not right. necessarily saying this was I, the I wrong move. See, I, see, I see. I see what you're saying, though. Just saying it's another option, and uh, that'll take us into day four, our final day of this little podcast here. And it's uh, still at the Cinema Club. We're going on to the semifinals, and 203, so our largest crowd. Yay! That didn't involve Dump Matsumoto. <laughs> Top Matsumoto and Jaguar Dakota. Just Jesus Christ, those two can't stop being from the 70s, can they? So I will say on this card, I loved the booking of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it started off with the JWP Junior title slash Princess of Pro Wrestling title number one contendership match. Masume gets a bone thrown. She defeats Manami Katsu in four minutes. <laughs> she is the number one yeah, contender. Yeah, you take that scrub Katsu who's still much not wrestling anymore. She's pregnant and retired. <laughs> <laughs> it's followed by Aoyagami and Commander Baloney defeating Kazuki Command- and Tomokomori. Another 13-minute match. Uh, they uh, See, Despite these injuries and lingering issues, she's still in these 13, 14, 15 minute matches all the time. Yeah, painkillers, bro. Okay, if you say so. I uh, mean, we, we don't know I, when she starts. If she, we don't know if she's even feeling it at this point. So, because it isn't specified in 2012 what, when she was diagnosed. So it could be later in mid 2012. I'm just saying that's something that probably plays into her more so, not fucking putting herself And on I'm top. just saying, I wish she treated herself as a bigger star. I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. Just, Kayako Hariyama, the orange one, teaming up with Kurigaki. Yes. Uh, so team team bomb throwers really reminds me of like Ham and Mochi, but better wrestlers. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Ham and Mochi are fun. You take that back, sir. We won't see the lovely butchers anymore, Kay. Oh. Not entirely true. They did say that they'd be booked for on some some shows. We don't see them as frequently, but I mean, be honest. Do you want to see Lovely Butchers as frequently as we've seen them? Well, maybe I have some nostalgia missing things, huh? Hmm? Well, that's what that? the archive is for, sir. They're teaming with Ohada. They defeat Mika Ida and Team Oz, Ran Yuyu and Toshi Amatsu. These two are two peas in a pod. They are everywhere together. They sure are. It's so funny. And they usually lose. By the way, Ran Yuyu, Oz champion right now. Sure, sure is. That didn't feel like it. Did she even come up with the belt? I can't even remember. She did not. Well, that shows what she's worth. Hold on. Let me check if I got my dates right. Titles. She doesn't come out with the belt. That's hilarious. Uh, yes, she is uh, Oz champion. Did not even come out with the title. So what that tells me is uh, Ozaki doesn't trust her to carry the belt with her. She doesn't want people to know that she's champion right now. Maybe she maybe she thinks she'll leave it on the train or something. You don't know. We don't know what Ranyu is like as a person. I, I don't think I, listen, I don't think Ranyu is forgetful as Suzu is with that. But, you know, I feel like it's more less to do with her potentially losing it and more to do with the shame that the belt's on her right now. Well, are you, mm, you are very you are very judgmental of Ranyu and I oh. think Ozaki is very judgmental of Ranyu. <laughs> I'm not saying I am. I'm saying Ozaki probably is. And in the shock of the tournament, this was excellent. Semi-final match. It's Haley Hatred defending her TLW women's title. <laughs> Whatever that is. All right, let's do a refresher on the TLW. Prestigious TLW belt. TLW. Uh, totally lethal wrestling or. Oh, boy. <laughs> Now known as Japanese, uh, no, it was just straight up JWP t- title once. 
Haley Hatred, the only ever champion. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Shocker! I bet you this came from another promotion, and that promotion matches. folded. That promotion just folded, and so they just kept the belt in JWP. Let's see. Uh, oh, 2008. Haley Hatred wins the tournament final inaugural TLW women's title match, defeating Io Shirai in six minutes in Shinkiba. What? No way. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. That's fucking hilarious. 2008 Eo Shirai? Holy shit. How about that? <laughs> that's like, that's rookie Eo. That's baby Eo she beat up. <laughs> and the very last match is in 2012 at the Remix Pro Battle Royal in Marietta Middle School Gym in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Where she defeats what? Mia Yim. <laughs> oh my god, what a win on world that is. Jesus. That's great. She beat Mia Yim in a fucking middle school. I love it. Goes from <laughs> goes from defeating No, th- look at that's the full circle. Goes from defeating Io Shirai and Shinkiba to defeating Mia Yim in a Mia Yim in a middle school gym in Ohio. <laughs> I love this. Goes from beating rookie baby Io Shirai in Shinkiba in 2008 to beating, what, probably still rookie Mia Yim in Ohio. So funny. I love this. I love it. All right. Uh, so Haley Hatred's taking on Sache Abe. And Haley Hatred and Sache Abe throw bombs at each other for about five minutes. There's a little miscommunication at the end. They try like a powerbomb spot. Didn't quite work out the way they had planned. But uh, Hatred uh, counters Abe's submission to do her own submission, overpowers her, and just, like, chokes her out. Don't even do, like, the the one, two, three sleeper. It's just straight up, like, cross-face chicken wing style. Abe submits. She's out. And uh, Sache Abe has, like, Haley Hatred talks some shit. She leaves. And then, uh, who was it? It was Kazuki and Ran Yuyu, I think, uh, come over. And they, no, it was Kuragaki and uh, Kazuki. They come over and they're just like mocking Abe. And Abe starts having like a breakdown because she has lost to the Gaijin in five minutes. They're making fun of her. She's embarrassed. She's talking shit, but it's like so ridiculous that she can't keep a straight face. (laughs) It's great. It's fantastic. And the the crowd's like half laughing, half into it. And she leaves. She throws her upper arms in the air like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> they all like and and uh, Kazuki and company. They're all like laughing behind her. It was a it was a good little put over the top the top gaijin moment and make her look real strong. And Haley Hatred's in the finals. Hey, go Haley Hatred gets Leon right. It uh, will be the winner of Leon versus the. Uh, uh, Hanukkah Nakamori in the main event. So Leon has main evented every single show in some capacity. Open weight title on the line here. Not the Neo title, the open weight title. Yeah, the JWP belt. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on her opponent, she will defend like whatever appropriate title. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Hanukkah Nakamori gets a decent little reaction from the crowd. So they, they, they are booking her well. The crowd's behind a fresh new talent and they're booking Leon like a true champion true ace of the promotion uh, type situation here. They go 21 minutes, 12 seconds, and I really enjoyed this. 
Yeah, uh, so these two, so you mentioned how Leon is booked in every main event because I think at this point, she's their their one star and they're trying to pull Nakamura up because Risa Nakajima, if you remember, was supposed to be their big star. She probably would have been where Leon is now had she stayed and not taken her break from wrestling. But she took a break from wrestling, which made them sort of push Leon up. And I think Leon was probably the best choice they had because Leon is just really, really good. As we see, um, and Hanako Nakamori is sort of that secondary person. Nakajima comes back, and I, I keep hyping it up, but I can't wait till you start seeing young Nakajima because young Arisa Nakajima is like next level shit. She is really, really good. Uh, so I can't wait to start seeing her and Leon's matches because those two have some some really good matches. Yeah, the the more I'm watching Leon, the more I really love what I see out of her. Uh, young Hanako Nakamori, you could. Like I keep saying, you clearly see the potential. She just has a lot of those stutter step issues where she like confidence. gets a well, I wouldn't say it's confidence. It's just she doesn't quite know her steps in the ring. So she kind of gets a, a hesitation start, finds her footy and go. It's like one, two, three, four, go. One, two, three, hit the ropes. One, two. <laughs> like you can kind of see the count in her head happening just so she is timing everything right. Whenever she's not running the ropes, that's when she really flourishes. So that's really cool to see. At least she knows what she does well, and she tries to tries to stick with it, and kind of hangs off away from the standard Joshi style, where it's a lot of rope running. Leon, however, she's great at high speed. She's great at uh, throwing forearms and drop kicks. She has a little bit of lucha libre to her because she's also a high flyer. She is a all around complete package. It is great to see her. She is perfect for this role. Yeah, no, like I said, Leon is. I struck gold with Leon because I, like I said, not going to really wish Nakajima she was a bigger spot. star in the scene. Uh, I don't know why she isn't. I kind of feel like she sort of is in some regards, but I feel like because the scene's so small, unless you're like a, a stalwart of like the 90s and 80s, you kind of don't really seem to be seen as this kind of star. I think the level of star power is so different at that point. Yeah, it's, who's, it's, who's a star that's not from man. that time frame? It's hard to gauge. Yeah, I mean, she is a product of the generation that just didn't get the next one over, and despite right, her Bolshoi being did put her over, but the rest of the scene did not. Right, and that's a problem. Like if Bolshoi, if Bolshoi had the star power that she should have, then that would have meant a lot more, obviously. And, or, or if someone like oh, I don't know. Miami Ozaki or her company. <laughs> it's a good, good joke though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good joke. Over. Dynamite Kansai or, or anything. Anyone. The joke there. That. Kansai putting somebody over. Good joke there. Look, I, I know. I know it's very funny. If anybody uh, went that extra mile and, and did, did something for someone that's going to be an ace of a promotion, like Leon would have been that person. I think that's very clear after just watching her run, run the main events uh, during this J1 here. No, I mean, what you're saying is probably what should have happened, but Ozaki would have been like, but why should I put her over? She's not my ace. Yeah, well. Who is she? She's as green as goose shit. I am Ozaki. I rule the roost here. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's Well, it's a, it's, it's a problem in a splintered scene. That That's that's what happens. Liger, uh, the Jushin Thunder Liger uh, series, like, Bolshoi had no problem. Like, she put her over. Like, I get it. But the difference between Bolshoi and Liger is Liger was a uh, bona fide superstar, and 
he could lose and and still be elf's gold <laughs> at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> elf's you know, gold. he could lose in round one of the J crown to the eventual winner of the tournament, and then he eventually challenges these guys uh, to bigger matches, and he goes over sometimes, and he puts over people sometimes. That's how that kind of works in this world. That's why I keep that's why I keep harping on for this particular episode that Bolshoi probably should have had this open weight title at some point. And I think she does, but maybe not till later. Well that that's the problem. She should she probably like instead of that Nanai run that we saw in twenty ten, which was an absolute failure of a run for the promotion, dead crowds, right. lo- lower attendance, uh Hariyama, never a draw, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hariyama's a former champion. She had the title for a little bit, but uh she it, it for is, a while, we found out. Remember yeah, she had, yeah, for, she had it for a, a long while. time. And I really think uh Bolshoi would have been better suited for that, or even uh you know what? Let me look this up. Let me look at the title lineage right fast, because I don't know that. Because I, 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 I don't remember Bolshoi winning it until maybe way later, or if she did have it, it was not for very long. Okay, let's see here. So Yoniyama's reign was very good. We did see that. That was excellent. Um, Azumi Hyuga was the one that had it also for a, a number of uh, a lot of number of days, and then Toyota before her. Kuragaki had it, so that makes sense. Kuragaki is uh, very good still at this time in 2011. Um, Hyuga again, vacant. Hyuga Bolshoi 2000. So. It's been fucking 11 years since she had this title. What are we doing? How, how long did she have it? Look at that. <laughs> she had it for 196 days. Not very long. No, not very long. Probably only had like one defense, maybe two. <coughs> well, let me look at it. Ren Yu had it in 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> she had no defenses. That wasn't was a good year for JWP. Yeah, she had no defenses according to Cage Match. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what it says. Right. So... I want to I want to put this out there because it's something I, I'm thinking about, sort of how Bolshoi and why her mentality probably is the way it is, outside of just maybe her own sort of confidence in herself or her star power. Um, you know, her and Plum were like super duper close. Her Plum and Ozaki were like the best. Yeah, re- the best like a lot of people in that JWP roster were. Yeah, right. So when <clears throat> Plum died, uh, Bolshoi wasn't even established yet. I think she was still barely out of her Bolshoi kid phase. If memory serves. So she wasn't really a main person and she kind of, I think saw she was, she was cut. Her star was coming up during the giant schism that caused as a result of that, you know, Ozaki bailing, Kizuki kind of like tiring and, and all these other things. Uh, Kansai not being very happy with the promotion and working less dates there. Things like that. And so I think maybe the environment she was in, only didn't help her confidence in her own star power because she came up her sort of ascension up the card came during the the lowest end of this company 992000 yeah yeah i i see what you're saying but um i'm looking at this 2008 to up until nanai won the title uh this this just screams like the perfect time she or even I'll throw Kurigaki out there. I, I think uh, I think she should have um, probably carried the, the title. Ozmi Huga had the sucker for 589 days, September 06 to April 2008, immediately followed by Hariyama having this title 
from April 08 to April 2010. She had it for two years before losing it to Nanai, who had it for 90 days. And I, and I was a traditional champion. But but like I said, I think that coming during that, that sort of period, she's not like Hota or Nanai, where she has this big, overly inflated ego. I think it's just, she's probably just a normal person with a normal sense of herself. And coming up during that time probably doesn't help her mentality of both her own star power and yeah, maybe what she feels the, like she's worth to the, to the promotion. Look at the defenses here. So from Huga. Uh, Leon, she defeated. Uh, then it was a time draw with Tamora, which uh, looks like it would be a 60 minute draw. Oh, that's a big time Ooh, match. Boy, that's 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 a Broadway. Uh, Kato, Amazing Kong, Awesome Kong. That sounds pretty rad. Uh, Yoniyama. So not a lot of defenses across uh, a year, but that's kind according, of perfect. according to cage match, according to, to cage uh, match. But nevertheless, it's what we got to go on. And then this uh, this Hariyama run. Two years, nine, only nine defenses. That's a problem. And, oof. Ran Yuyu, Kazuki, Hota. Uh-huh. That sounds about right. Leon again. Hyuga, Kyoko Kimura, Yonayama, Emi Sakura. Sounds good. And then the Nanai match. So, Bolshoi is not even challenging for the title. Kuragaki is not even challenging for the title. I think... I. Th- I think we well, look found. At, look at or the at least years. I, look, look, I, look at the years you're talking about, though. Yeah, oh eight, oh nine, oh six, oh five. Look, this is like the promotions. Like the, the scene is like dead. It's like no, this is like just point. after that. This is just after that. But uh, oh, I, no, I, this is this is in the middle uh, of all that. The flatlining of the scene was like from two thousand, let's say two one two to like two thousand nine. Ah, check this shit out. I, I believe we must have talked about this, or at least maybe uh, skipped over it a little bit. But uh, 2010, last year when Nanai had it, she defeated Bolshoi. This sounds such like a deal. Probably was. Yeah. Probably was. Given Nanai's track record with being the politician that she is, yeah, sounds like I will beat the Booker been. woman. And yeah, that that's 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 a heavy political move there. Uh, so it's just interesting that um, Kuragaki is a former champion. Bolshoi is a for- former champion, and they're just completely out of the title picture. Uh, reasons right, aside, reasons are. aside, uh, they're, they're, that's still two people. And uh, I, I don't like find like Sache Abe out of the picture. It's just it's yeah, something. Something is weird. weird. With Sachi Abe, her career trajectory is kind of odd. If you look at her title history, she doesn't really hold a whole lot of belts, and I feel like that's what she wants. Okay, here, like, here we go. Pop she question. has a star power to hold a bunch of things, but she never wants to. It seems like so. Pop, pop question. Based on what we've seen over the last, <clears throat> so we're in. Uh, let's see, we're in June 2011 now. So we've been 18 months watching JWP on this uh, 2010s journey. Who feels I, like who like who feels like the top names in JWP right now over the last eighteen months? Leon, Leon, Bolshoi, Bolshoi. I yeah, put no. I I put Kuragaki. I say Kuragaki. She's very yeah, she's yeah. heavily protected. Hariyama to an extent. 
want to go outsiders, I can maybe see Sachi Abe because she seems to be booked kind of up and I mean, down the card in various she's ways. Booked, I mean, she's booked constantly and she's mostly protected. I'd put right. Sachi Abe up there. Uh, they love Kazuki. So there's six names and then Haley Hatred. There's a f- solid seven names there. You have Hanukkah Nakamori on the ascent, yeah. And then you have Hanukkah Nakamori on on the on the up and up that they're clearly pushing as a fresh new star, which so we saw in this you match. See why, you see why that they lasted for as long as they did at this point because they do they they do have a good solid sort of core of things going on there, but think much like the rest of the scene a lot of their booking decisions are as a result of where everything is like i said to like you named those those big long title reigns and just look at the years like 2001 did about 2008 9 it's probably the darkest portion of the especially 2001 to like 2006 7. I, uh, no i definitely agree that was that was during like that was like the the point where they were like the height of gravier's shit and the scummy slimy like fucking some matches were being done in stripper pole like stripper areas like there was there was a whole lot of scum and filth and not a good look on the scene throughout that entire area at time okay, frame, are you so. saying you would not watch a wrestling match in a stripper joint not one that doesn't look dirty and grimy have you seen one of those abuki abuki shows that was run from one of those places god no they probably use condoms on the floor for a little know. japan's pretty sanitary i mean listen have you been have you have you seen some of those clubs I've been to some very well Canadian strip clubs are pretty damn nice actually except the one in British Columbia that I went to I will not speak of such a place I feel like <laughs> some of the red light I feel like some of the, the cheap scummy red light district clubs in Japan probably just got the image of Sheeta pole dancing in my head <laughs> Jesus Christ my, my point is well, hey is, she puts those videos out I just click on the Twitter I, I just click on the Twitter post that's all I do likely story she posts her to her own youtube channel she did too by the way (laughs) i I saw her tweet like a gif of it out it was it was whatever she did to her song which is weird because it doesn't even make a good pole dancing song she pole dances uh to work out (laughs) she pole danced to her own opening song which is definitely not a pole dancing song so it was a bit odd looking at that (laughs) it's not a song i'd associate with that um but, but just listen the scene was in a very very bad spot um which is why i don't blame them for having people hold the belts for god knows how long because you don't know how long you're gonna be so how are you gonna ascend somebody you don't even know if you could pay them in nine months well my my point i was making is besides hanukkah nakamori and Le- uh leon was was just ascended like recently they're right. establishing her now as the ace, and I think they're doing a good job. Uh, they have, as we've established in, in just kind of listing off the names, they have the names for a main event. And it ju- it's just, it's very odd how it's structured and what they do. It's almost like they just don't know what to do. And that's that's uh, kind of harming the promotion in their I own little way. Something. I bet you Nakajima's departure through a wrench in what they were trying to do. Because I don't think, Leon, like I said, I don't think Leon was the one that was supposed to be in this role. Very clearly, Nakajima was supposed to be in this role. Right, she did, was touted as their right. their big ace Cage figure. Match, big young Arisa ace. Nakajima. Let me see here. She leaves in like 2010? 11? Somewhere around there? She leaves for a little while. Alright, let's see here. I'm gonna get the bottom of this. I keep hyping her up because I, I've seen younger Risa Nakajima and she's really fucking good. 
I got the Sheeta song stuck in my head. So she leaves in the middle of 2009. She just dips. I don't think she gave them much notice either when she did. Uh, It looks like she finished out a Neo booking she had, and that was it. And she doesn't come back until April 2012. I mean... Mm-hmm. So we're over two years at this point from her departure. I mean, that's plenty of time to pivot away from something. It clearly didn't affect the transitional did, run of they, Nanai. Because they, they pivoted to Leon. They pivoted to Leon. That's no, Leon, Leon is two years, two, like two years later. That's not a pivot. And, uh, listen, you think you didn't take a long to book if, if and she, establish somebody look, if like she that? she had left in June of 2010, I'd be willing to believe you. All I'm saying is they probably, when she left, they probably looked at who they had. She oh, didn't, shit. She didn't challenge for the title in 08 or 09. No, because they hadn't they had established Leon yet. No, I'm talking about no, Arisa Nakajima. She didn't challenge for anything. We don't know what's going on with that because she left. She left. It's, uh, we don't... We've, I've only ever heard two sides of the story. The one that she said on, on Eric's podcast, which doesn't seem to line up with what she said in the past. Mm. And then the side that came out of Bolshoi and talking about when she left and how that left them in a bit of a wrench when she left. Because she didn't give them notice, which is what the she, what Bolshoi claims. Nakajima claims that it was because of, uh, she just was depressed, but back then she said it was injury. Now it's both. It, it, there doesn't seem to be a clear-cut reason. Either way, she didn't give them much notice, so they probably had to already had their little title thing going on. It's probably when I was a transitional champion on top of that. It was like That's well, over we need a year to do later, something. though, at that point. But you don't think it took them forever to figure out what they were going to do? We see them dragging their feet now. Well, what makes you think they didn't drag their feet then? <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, that's no, a problem. That's kind of why they're... I'm not, that's kind of, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, that goes into so, a lot so, of why I'm they're drawing like a hundred people to these shows. <laughs> Listen, I'm not disagreeing with their booking being very kind of like dragging their feet trying to figure out what to do i'm just trying to sort of flesh out the situation probably why it is we're in the situation we're in right yeah. now with them well that said with all that said leon becoming champion right now and a double champion at that and the pushing of Haley hatred as big bad gaijin uh they've got a little mini story here with sache abe they're pushing hanukkah nakamori these are all good moves yes, they're, they're very good moves you can tell they're trying to they're starting to get things in gear more as things are going on. You know what? Yona Yama wasn't on any of these shows. No. Didn't get to her. We, have, we haven't mm. gotten to a retirement show, did we? We haven't gotten to the uh, retirement ha- no, show, did we? No, that's, at the, end of, that's the, at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never seen that in its entirety. I've only seen the clip. That's I've only seen the clip of it. <laughs> no, no, wait. I don't want to retire. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. So Leon wins in a in a very good match. It's um, I'm gonna have to really think about this one. I I definitely like the Sukasa Ray match more that we watched. Uh, I liked a couple. I I definitely liked one of the Oz Academy tag title matches with uh, Hiroya Matsumoto and company. I liked one of those more. But I'm gonna remember this one for 2011 when we get to our end of the year like little awards. And I gotta say, Leon is kind of a wrestler of the year contender for me right at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, this she definitely is very, had. very good. There's something I feel like I'm forgetting. There's like a match that happens this year in 20, 2011 that I'm just 
some reason I'm forgetting, but I remember being big deal. And it's, for some reason I can't name it off the top of my head. Sasha Abbey being... versus Leon, open weight title in a metal garage cage match. That would be awesome, but I don't think that's happening. That's, oh, that's come definitely, on. <laughs> that's definitely for the Fang Suzuki. Go check that out over at the Patreon. Ah. My awesome JD Star Reviews five star for a $5 tier. Because I talk about that. So disgusted. It's also ruining, over on the Daily Motion page that you have it on there. My so dreams. that's what you are. <laughs> if you're curious about that awesome in a garage bash, go go watch it on the Daily Motion. I promise you will not be disappointed. It's awesome. All right. So our next episode is finishing this J1 tournament and watching an ice ribbon tournament from May 2011 as well. Kind of uh, looking at two promotions running kind of a similar mentality and one's on the one's uh, just starting out. He said, well, quote unquote, starting out or at least about to go through an exodus and JWP's trying to grow. That's what they're doing. Okay, it's been fun. See you next time. See ya.